Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. It is Tuesday, October 4th, live from my apartment in his attic. This is the Ben Jarowski Show. I am DJ Nate, filling in for the one and only Dr. D. Today in the show, we have parent activist Asafani Obed. And now, your host, Chicago Reader columnist Ben Jarowski. Hello, everybody. Ben Jarowski here. We're calling this Herschel the Hypocrite Tuesday, and here's why. Because he's a hypocrite. Herschel Walker, senator to senatorial candidate in Georgia, Republican, MAGA, all American values, all parental values, man. Now it turns out that he paid a woman to have an abortion. Now I know what you're going to say in later. So we go, Ben, you should be concentrating on all the issues of the day. Ben, you should be talking about the budget. You should be talking about really specific programs that affect us. You shouldn't be going in the muck and the mire. Oh, oh, like if the shoe was on the other foot, MAGA wouldn't be going into the muck and the mire. Oh, <laughs> I get it. You always want us to do what Michelle Obama says. When they go low, you go high. Well, I'm sick of going high. All they do is all they do is throw muck and mud at people. So I'm going into the mud, ladies and gentlemen, with this one. And I'll tell you why. Why this really bothers me. Because Herschel Walker and MAGA want you to believe that one of the most fundamental Important issues of the day is the right of the unborn child. It that right, it, that life is sacred. You have to honor that at all times. And anyone who has an abortion is is what doing some kind of criminal act. There's a judge right now, a man right now in Lake County, running for Supreme Court justice. His name is Mark Curran. He has said that Congressman John Lewis is an evil man, essentially, because he was an ally of Planned Parenthood and they committed genocide. Look it up, ladies and gentlemen. Darren Bailey, the Republican gubernatorial candidate right here in the state of Illinois, says that the abortions that women in America have had since Roe v. Wade are worse than what Nazis did to the Jews in World War II. Look it up. He said it. They say it across the board. And then, it turns out that their guy in Georgia, Herschel Walker, running for Senate against Raphael Warnock, paid a woman to have an abortion. And when the story breaks, he's like, I didn't do it. This is not true. I'm going to sue. And then they show the card that he sent the woman with his signature on it. I show the evidence of it. And now, like, like, the talking points are coming out. 
They're just picking on him because he's a black conservative. They're just picking on him because he believes in family values. No, they're picking on him because he's a freaking hypocrite. Because he wants access to abortion when it suits his needs, but he wants to criminalize it for everybody else. The rank hypocrisy here, the stench of it, is too much to take anymore. So I can't take it anymore. But I have to admit, I am watching this with dismay. Here are the talking points coming out by MAGA on this one, folks. You just got to hear this one uh, to believe this. This is by uh, D'Souza, Dinesh D'Souza, who is a right-winger MAGA man. Uh, if Ralph Raphael Warnock did exactly what Herschel Walker did, the left would brush it off and even more audacious, accuse the publications that report on him of racism. The other side relies on us to freak out over the human failings of our candidates. We shouldn't fall into that trap. What utter bunk. First of all, Raphael Warnock didn't do it. Herschel Walker did it. That's number one. Number two, Raphael Warnock believes a woman has a right to choose. Herschel Walker is advocating against that. He's trying to take away that right to choose for women while paying women to choose it, if you follow what I'm saying. The other side relies on us to freak out over the human failings of our candidate. Suddenly it's like, a what? A human failing to pay for an abortion? You're all over it. It's a mixed message right there. It's either the most serious crime since the Holocaust or it's a triviality, a mere human failing. My problem with MAGA, well, one of my problems with MAGA is you can't have anything resembling a realistic conversation with them. Everything that they supposedly stand for is just a tactic in a game. They believe in nothing. I thought they believed that every fertilized egg is sacred. Now that turns out they don't even believe that. It's just a freaking tool that they want to use to pound you over the head. And you know what, what really scares me? Is that Herschel Walker, who may be the worst senatorial candidate I've ever seen, and I, I've seen a lot, folks. I've been following politics since the 60s when I was a little kid. My guess is going, you're that old? No, I was a kid when I was following politics back in the 60s. The point is I've seen a lot of bad candidates. This man in terms of his ineptitude, this man in terms of his inability to communicate a thought, this man in his ignorance, staggering ignorance about absolutely everything, this man in his just... He's just an obvious tool of Donald Trump is perhaps the worst senatorial candidate I've ever seen. And now it turns out on top of it all, he's a freaking hypocrite. And if you want to hear more about it, just follow what his son has to say about him on social media. And yet it's neck and neck in the polls in Georgia. I'm like, where is our country right now that this guy yeah, Republicans, I'm speaking to you, okay? I mean, I know you must have some self-respect that you would not vote for a candidate as atrocious as Herschel Walker. Prove to me you have some self-esteem in that regard. All right, I'm going to put Herschel Walker to the side for a moment and introduce my guest. Asafani Obed from Naperville, uh, parent activist. Welcome to the show. And um, I'm going to put aside Herschel Walker uh, and what he's doing in uh, Georgia 
to concentrate on another initiative by MAGA uh, right here in uh, my home state of Illinois, which has to do with the so-called parents' rights movement. Uh, and I want to give a shout out, first of all, to Cassie Cresswell, who alerted me to Asaphony and hooked me up with Asaphony. Thank you very much, Cassie. Uh, and I've been taking a deep dive for the last couple of days into your story, Asaphony, and what happened when you dared to speak up uh, on behalf of an issue that I thought would be like as red, white, and blue as the American flag. And that's the notion of diversity. You know, we, uh, we celebrate every year Martin Luther King Day. Just to remind everybody, Martin Luther King's birthday, uh, it's pretty much accepted that he was like the uh, great American leader in part. One of the many reasons is because he promoted the notion of tolerance and diversity. And now <laughs> I guess we're supposed to, I, they're probably searching right now in the speeches of Martin Luther King to try to justify where they're going with this esophany. I'm, I'm not sure they're going to find anything there, uh, but uh, the other side uh, will, will no doubt try to. Uh, so why don't you um, uh, start by uh, talking about what happened uh, to you uh, in Naperville uh, when you first uh, started raising the issue of um, diversity in the schools as opposed uh, to parental rights. So take it away. Just start at the beginning. Uh, and first of all, just tell folks uh, where, which school district uh, you were running in or which school district you lived in so they have a sense of the geography where in Illinois this is taking place. Go ahead. Yeah, sure. Uh, thanks, Ben, for having me on your show. So this is in regards to District 204. District 204 um, supports about 27,000 students in the Naperville and um, Aurora area. And um, in March of 2021, as someone who is very passionate about diversity, equity, and inclusion and amplifying Black voices in all spaces, um, I knew that there was a candidate running for a school board election within my district who did not uh, support culturally responsive teaching within our district. And honestly, I wasn't trying to change her mind. I really just wanted to have a conversation with her to hear her perspective and why she felt the way that she felt. And um, unfortunately, instead of having a conversation with me, she pretty much told me to go and build my own charter school for a race-based curriculum and a social justice. And so um, that's kind of how this, this all got started, I can say. Um, when I got the email, I had to read it a number of times because I, I could not believe that um, a candidate that was running in a district that supports diversity, equity, and inclusion um, would say to a Black woman to start your own school um, for that type of curriculum. And so. All right. So I have many theories about sort of the hidden message uh, that she was delivering, but I'd like to hear you decipher it uh, for people. So what was she telling you? So you raised this issue with her about her opposition to diversity uh, in curriculum, and her response was to, was to essentially take your children out of the public schools in Naperville and create your own school uh, <laughs> dedicated to... Um, uh, Diversity. Wow. Uh, so what do you think her message was 
uh, what uh, embedded uh, in that email? So first, let me just say, I spent my freshman year of college at Dillard University, which is a historically Black university in New Orleans. And historically, Black colleges and universities came about because African-Americans were told to start your own school. So initially, that's what I went back to. And it was kind of like, we are not, we're not doing that anymore. What I heard was you and your children are not welcomed in this district. Start your own thing. I also heard um, I am a white woman. And so what I feel and what I want for my kids far surpasses what you want for your children. And so that was kind of the message and the, the history behind it. it. It brought up a number um, of feelings, which to me was basically you're not wanted. And I don't want to recognize your children for their diversity. And what do you think she means by race-based curriculum? Um, I believe what she meant by race-based curriculum was she did not want um, the history of African-Americans talked about nor celebrated. She didn't want to acknowledge the injustices that African-Americans have faced for a number of centuries in the United States. Um, and she didn't want to improve the current climate that um, we were living in, which um, like division was, was more and more popping up. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm going to try out a theory and, and then you react to it and feel yeah. free to vigorously disagree with me if you do. Um, I sense that what she was trying to do, uh, and it's kind of picking up on what you just said, was to try to isolate the history of racism in this country as something that black people will talk about, mm -hmm. but not something that warrants white people having to pay attention to. It's some kind of like black thing, uh, like Kwanzaa. We're just going to make this like a, a black thing that, okay, if you black people want to talk about it, here, go set up your little charter school and you can talk about it. But we're not talking about racism. We're not going to talk about the Civil War. We're not going to talk about Brown versus, you know, Board of Education. We're not going to talk about any of that stuff because it doesn't matter to us. We don't really believe in it. If you want to go off into your little corner of the world and okay, doesn't affect us. So we're just going to go on with our life as though it doesn't exist. Kind of like their attitude toward climate change in a weird way. You know what I mean? Like climate change doesn't really, is a hoax. So we're just going to pretend like it doesn't exist, even though like a hurricane has just destroyed a good chunk of Florida. Uh, yeah. That's my sense. I mean, patronizing is all hell, but that's my sense of what she uh, was saying to your thoughts. I agree with you. In fact, she said, I don't see color, which is highly offensive, um, highly offensive to me. Um, so no, I agree with you 150%. And mind you, this was almost a year after uh, the George Floyd incident, where as a country, we, we had to have a reckoning with what are we doing here? And so for me, it was just like, Again, 
if that's what you want to talk about, go do your own thing. But we don't want to talk about that. Can you imagine if you responded by saying to her, why don't you form your charter school dedicated to the KKK? There you go. And then, <laughs> then she- okay, I've thought about that. You know, I've thought about that for the longest. In fact, that's, you know, the privilege of telling me, like I pay taxes in this district, just like the, the former candidate or now a, a candidate again pays taxes. So it, I need to leave. Not her, but me. Yeah. And my kids. Uh, by the way, I, sh- I, I shouldn't even apply uh, imply that there's a moral equivalence uh, to the KKK and the history of the United States being taught in the classroom. Um, but uh, all right. So I should tell uh, th- this candidate's name was Sharon Adcock, uh, is Sharon Adcock. And yes, yeah, she was, uh, and she was running for board. Uh, a member in Naperville. They have elected school boards out in the suburbs. People in the city of Chicago uh, may not understand that phenomenon. We're going to get it pretty soon in Chicago, but out in the suburbs, they've had it for a long time. It's like universally accepted. Uh, and uh, so she was defeated uh, in that election. But what? talk a little bit about the response uh, that was generated and directed at you uh, in the aftermath of you raising these issues. Um, and do you mean the good response or the negative response? Both. So I felt so supported by the community that I live in at a time where I felt the most afraid and invisible that I had ever felt in my life. I had people show up at um, organized events that I planned to get not only get the message out about the candidate, but other candidates who were running were there. Uh, platforms are more aligned, but these were people that I had never met in my life that came out to support me, that sent me um, encouraging messages, that requested my friendship on Facebook. Um, I, I definitely felt our community and that this was not tolerated. But on the flip side, I will say, um, after I put out a, a petition um, asking the candidate to drop out of the race, the comments that were left on um, the petition, I should say like nothing is shocking, but it was very shocking. So for instance, there was a comment that left, someone left that said, and since you talked about MLK, Ben, I think this is the perfect time. Asafni is the Rosa Parks and you are all modern day freedom riders. Standing up against someone who wants race completely removed from schools would make MLK proud. Keep up the good work. Um, the word racist has been so watered down by all of you. You steal from victims of real racism, past and present. Um, I just had a thought. You know how kids use notebooks? Notebooks with white paper, white in all caps. Talk about races. Let's start a petition to change the color of notebooks. Who's with me? Um, I could go on and on um, about the particular comments that were jarring because the majority of the comments on the petition were in support for um, students in our district and support for diversity, equity, and inclusion and cultural responsive teaching. And um, this was an outlier. Um, but to 
Here's another one. I used to like Bing Crosby's song, White Christmas. Now I know better. It's a dog whistle to white supremacy. Did, did the person who wrote that uh, put his or her name on it? Oh, it was an alias. Yeah. It was an alias. Mm-hmm. So I'll, again, I have many theories uh, about what they're doing there, but I'd love to hear your uh that white Christmas uh, response. What do you think they're doing there? I don't know what if this was their intention, but I can only speak from my personal experience. But I was I was scared. Um, I was afraid, and I felt mocked, like this was a joke. Um, and this is my life. And so um, I get emotional thinking about it because this is not a joke to me. Um, And to make up, to insinuate that um, I was doing this just to do it, I guess. Like my time was not valuable. I work a full-time job. I have four small children. Um, This took a lot out of my my time and it took a lot out of me emotionally. But to mock the the petition, to make fun of things that, of course, I'm not going to create a petition to um, change the color of notebook paper. But the other thing I'll say is I think it minimized my feelings. Yeah. Absolutely. That's an attempt to mock, trivialize, marginalize, minimize, dismiss with a roll of the eyes everything that you're saying, everything that is real. And by the way, let's go back to what I began the show with Herschel Walker in Atlanta, in Georgia, paid for a woman's abortion, supposedly the most sacred thing they believe in is that abortion is murder and you should never allow it. The same people who wrote that bit about the notebook white being white and white Christmas are the ones sobbing right now, sobbing their little tears because what? People are criticizing their guy. They want it both ways. They want to trivialize like whatever you're presenting and then you're not allowed to criticize their guys because it's highly personal. And by the way, they don't see race. The first thing you're going to talk about is you're always picking on black conservatives. <laughs> Wait, I thought you don't see race. I thought when you look at Herschel Walker, you just see a man. You I, you must be surprised that he's even a black man because you don't see race. When you see Kanye, do you see a black man? Now you're all rushing out to buy Kanye shirts. I'm going to tell you, MAGA, guess what? He's a black man. I'm just telling you because you don't see race, right? Asafani, I'm going to tell you something right now. If you wanted to make yourself a million dollars, you would flip. Yeah. And instead of being outraged by that thing about white Christmas, you should go on Twitter and go and start retweeting it with a thumbs up. They would be paying you $10 million. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you could go on TV and go, I don't see race. <laughs> I have no idea what you guys are talking about. In I don't know. Racial society. We had a black president. Yeah. The whole I don't see race thing, help me out with that. And, I, and I'm speaking as a guy who's been around 
a long time, many, many years, Esophany. Yeah. I always see race. How can you not see race? <laughs> it's like you're taught as a little kid from the earliest moment. It's like the most important thing they're going to teach you. They're going to talk about it. You're going to hear your parents talk about it. You're going to see it on TV. You're going to be tweeting about it. You got black Twitter. You got white Twitter. <laughs> Who you know, that's about me. You know, I was like, oh, she doesn't see color. If my son shows up at your house dating your daughter, will you not see color then? Will you not see race then? Because I guarantee you, you'll see. You'll. Yeah. I don't see race. Wow. So anyway, uh, uh, Sharon Adcock was defeated. Uh, and, uh, but she came for, she went back, uh, didn't quit. And she formed a group called Awake Illinois. <laughs> so you want to have any thoughts about Awake Illinois? Stephanie, feel free right now. Yeah. So, um, again, when we talk about minimizing, there was a lot of stuff going out. Like people are woke now, right? Woke is like, you get it. Like you understand what's going on. And so to flip it, like we are awake again to attempt to mock wokeness. Um, secondly, what I do know about that page um, and the, the founder is that anyone that disagrees, questions, um, asks, like whatever the case is, these people are instantly blocked and removed. Whoa, isn't that interesting? Oh, yeah. Um, so I can't comment on the page. I can only go and view it. And I don't have enough time to go and create fake pages like the, the person who left comments on my petition. Um, but anyone who doesn't agree, and that's, that's kind of where, you know, my issue comes in. And it's like, listen, we don't have to always agree. We can agree to disagree, but we can't even have a debate or a conversation about it because these people are instantly blocked. And so for me, being a school board candidate is you're supporting all students and parents within the district. How are you going to do that if you block anyone who disagrees with you? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Don't get me started. First of all, the name, Awake Illinois. <laughs> and, and I'm speaking to you, MAGA, right now. I'm all confused. I really am. I'm trying to have an open mind about MAGA. And I know I'm supposed to be making fun of people who are woke. So if I'm making fun of people who are woke, why did you form a group called Awake? Isn't that bad to be awake? I thought you were like for people being asleep. Shouldn't the name of your group be Asleep, Illinois? I'm just trying to make some sense out of it, MAGA, so I can get my tweets out. <laughs> it's a, I never saw understand Awake, Illinois, for a group that hates woke. Doesn't make any sense. And the other thing that doesn't make any sense, and help me with this, Asafani, I'm really struggling with this right now. They always say they believe in free speech oh. and liberty. Yeah. I think they got a group called Moms for Liberty, okay? Yeah. All right? So they believe in free speech and liberty. So if you believe in free speech and liberty, why won't you let Asafani practice free speech on your blog, on your website? Why are you blogging? Correction, Ben. They believe in free speech and liberty for white, cisgendered people. That's it. Well, I actually, I'm going to correct you. Uh, yeah. I think they would allow free speech for Kanye West. 
as long as you're wearing a t-shirt that says uh, why lives matter. And they will allow free speech for Herschel Walker so long as he's saying, uh, I love Donald Trump. And they will allow free speech for Candace Owen. Look at all the free speech they're allowing among black people. For Candace Owen, if she says, I hate woke people, uh, they will allow free speech for Tim Scott and Larry Elder. Anyone who says, I think they only believe in free speech for themselves. I agree with that. I'll take it like the people that you just named also support white, cisgender people. So (laughs) at the end of the day, it's going to go back to white, cisgendered people. Right now, Asafni's thinking, touche, Ben, I got you. And I really have no comeback to that. (laughs) Asafni's like, I went to Kenwood High School and I learned how to debate on that debate team. Because I guarantee you, if Kanye West or Candace Owens or any of those other people supported diversity, equity, and inclusion and not, quote unquote, freedom of thought, um, it would be a problem. Yeah, no, (laughs) it would be a big problem. It's so funny, too, because, like, I, I follow this. I do follow this. I follow, like, MAGA's attempts to find Black people that they could prop up to support them. And so... And the inconsistencies thereof, I mean, so uh, I could go on and on about this. It's one of my favorite topics. I got many favorite topics. This is top 20 at least. But like they flirted with Ice Cube when he looked like he was supporting Trump in 2020. And they like after having denounced all of his songs for all those years, all of a sudden they loved Ice Cube. And when Common like came to the White House, uh, invited by Michelle Obama, or if you remember, this is ancient history oh, yeah. where I remember things like this. They went back and found some, like the most, they were like searched. They did a search, offensive lyrics in common. Can we find anything? They found like one or two lyrics and they threw it out. How can she have him at the White House? I'm like, that's nothing compared to what Ice Cube wrote. I'm just <laughs> saying, MAGA. <laughs> I'm, I'm really trying, MAGA. I'm really trying to wait. All right, so Awake Illinois, whose name is just a complete contradiction of terms, just telling you to wait. Uh, they're pretty uh, homophobic group. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, putting it mildly. Mm-hmm. That's and, uh, So uh, Paul Vallis, who is running for mayor of the city of Chicago, uh, for reasons I will never understand, thought it was a good idea to schlep out to Naperville uh, and attend some uh, forum. And uh, Paul, as I pointed out to you, uh, you are running in Chicago. Don't know why you're going to Naperville, but that's that was your situation. That's your thing. You wanted to do that. Uh, and I got to give Kelly Garcia credit from the, my beloved Chicago readers. She broke the story about how you attended this homophobic group. Uh, and um, uh, Shanna was there. A bunch of other right-wingers were there. And they all blasted the Chicago Teachers Union. They all hate the Chicago Teachers Union. Uh, and then when the story, when Kelly's story and the reader broke, it caused an outcry in Chicago because the group is so outrageously homophobic. And Paul Vallis had to beat a retreat. And he, oh, I didn't know. I didn't know. I never heard of the group before. <laughs> like, he couldn't have Googled it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and uh, Paul, there's something called Google. You might want to <laughs> uh, so, um, all right. So he had a backtrack. So pretty much anybody who wants to be mayor of the city of Chicago cannot be affiliated with this group because it's just... It's sort of the personification of uh, hostility and hate. Uh, So 
um, and homophobia. So my question to you is this, you know, the suburb, I don't know, I don't know the suburbs other than Evanston. I know Evanston. Uh, how will this play Awake Illinois in Naperville? Will it have the same reaction in your neck of the woods? Will parents be oh, have the reaction that they would have in Chicago? You know, where like a Paul Vallis type has to back away? Or is there more of an acceptance of Awake in your neck of the woods? Take it away. That's an interesting concept. Um, I'll say... Um, when she lost her election, I felt like our community spoke for what it was that we wanted to allow um, on our board. I, I think this next election is going to be interesting. What I've seen is they they tend to jump from topic to topic. So at first it was like, open up the schools and no mask. And then it was fighting DEI. And then it was... Um, fighting librarians who was, were asking people to wear a mask. And now it's the LGBTQ plus, like, what is next? Like, what is the next trending thing that you guys, like your panties are in a bunch, that you're going to try to hunker down? To me, it's a waste of energy. Um I get it. Believe what you believe. But to ostracize people that are different, I don't know if that's a good look. Um, our community is very diverse, not only in terms of race, but just population overall. And so it, isolating individuals and making them not feel included um, reduces the, to me, the amount of supporters that one has. And so, um, listen, there are parents out here and I get it. Like they want to know what curriculum is being taught and they have certain fears. But for me, the biggest thing is I personally feel like these people are not educated. It's like, pick up a book, please. And well, educate. Yourself. No, continue. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. Yeah, um, it's just it's be, it's ignorant to me. It, it's it's ignorant that we are in the year of twenty twenty two and we are having these same conversations. And so, uh, my voice, I will continue to amplify my voice. I will continue to speak out, and I will do exactly what I did um, the last time Shannon Adcock ran, and, and maybe she. Should you go somewhere else? Like, I don't know like what else to say about it. But what I can say is I trust the community that I moved into. I moved here for a reason because of the diversity, equity and inclusion, because I don't want to live around people that all look like me and think like me and shop where I shop and all of those things. I love the diversity. I love learning about different cultures. And at the end of the day, we are all individuals and we all should have a right to live life the way that we want to live life. And especially in an educational setting, all students should be seen. All students should be heard and their experiences should be validated. You know, I have a question that it just popped up when I was listening. We were talking about uh, your decision to move. 
uh, and you grew up in Chicago, mm-hmm. uh, as I sort of indicated before my, my little riff there. Uh, and, uh, so did you have, uh, any preconceived notions about DuPage County and Naperville, uh, when you were growing up, uh, when you were younger or, you know, that you had to overcome when you moved there? No, not at all. I've lived in DuPage County my entire adult life since I graduated from college. Um, honestly, Ben, I did not think that my brown children, that this would even be a thing that I would have to talk about. This this has shocked me. Yeah. And until, uh, what was it, just a couple of years ago, uh, when this erupted, had had it ever been a concern of yours for your kids? No, it's never been a concern of mine. In, in fact, our district has um, the Parent Diversity Advisory Council. And so I was on the Parent Diversity Advisory Council uh, prior to uh, me reaching out to Shannon. That was why I was the liaison um, for the elementary and the middle school. So it was just like, as a liaison, my role was to make sure that we were building inclusive environments within our schools. And mm-hmm. so I I know for certain that this district is doing the best that it can to not only be a top district academically, but to support students. Mm-hmm. Well, I have to tell you, um, I'm always surprised. And Naperville, please don't get mad at me when I'm about to say but I'm always surprised by how diverse Naperville is because when I first moved to Chicago, it was a totally different story. I moved here in 81 and I would do stories about DuPage County and the resistance they had to integration and open housing, et cetera, and so forth. Uh, Bernie Klein, if you're still out there, uh, he was an advocate for open housing. I remember going out to DuPage and interviewing him. And then I think the big eye opener experience, I started seeing uh, pictures of athletes coming out of the Naperville area, more and more black kids. I'm like, Something's going on in Naperville that I'm unaware of. And then Lauren Underwood, her yeah. campaign, mm-hmm. I mean, she blew my mind that she won. She won that first Democratic primary. Uh, you know, there were a lot of different candidates in there. And she won and she was emphasizing her Napervillian roots in that campaign. And remember, I am of Naperville. And I'm like, it, this is not my uh, grandfather's Naperville anymore. Uh and I, I must recognize that DuPage County has changed. I have to put aside my preconceived notions and humbly apologize you to Naperville for having preconceived notions. Um, yeah, and it is. I think to your point, like, again, like our school district borders Aurora's. Well, I'm actually in Aurora, right? Well, Naperville's across the street. I'm on the other side, but it touches both those places. But I'll be honest, Ben, if we could do a lot better. Um I still don't want to live in certain neighborhoods because I would be the only black. My family would be the only black family there. Um, But it has changed. I know we can continue to do um, better, but we have to kind of put a stop to this nonsense. So if you could... uh go back to and address directly address something that's on my mind and maybe haven't articulated it strongly enough. Do you think that uh, playing to just like the latent fears 
uh, and hatreds of people, as MAGA is trying to do uh, in many political campaigns right now in the state of Illinois. Mm -hmm. Do you think that will have uh, have roots uh, in your uh, communities, or do you think that most people will reject it and that a majority of your neighbors, fellow voters uh, out in DuPage County, Naperville, Aurora area will turn against it? I I think um, they'll turn against it. We'll have to see. I think Shannon's election was a little too close to call. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll have to see. I know people are tired. And so um, we can't let fatigue sit in. Like we have to continue to speak out, be vocal, educate ourselves, and talk about these things. I mean, I truly believed had I not said anything, Shannon might have gotten elected. Yeah. Um, time will tell. Yeah. Well, I'll disclose with this. Uh, I, that's something I hear all the time on this show. Uh, and I had to interview a lot of people uh, uh, f- who are like from Joe Biden on the right going left. Okay. So that's kind of like my political universe, Joe Biden on the right. Just pause and think about that from that blow Shannon's brain right now. <laughs> Whoa, Joe Biden is the right. <laughs> so, and every time I have a liberal on, God bless you liberals. You know, I love you. Okay. Every single one of you. They're always like, I'm so tired. I'm so tired. I'm like, hey, liberals, why are you so tired? Shannon's not tired. Yes. <laughs> I never, the Shannons of the world never get tired. They're like the Energizer Bunny. Lost this election, come right back. Next thing you know, Paul Vallis just schlepping out to Naperville to kiss her ring. A uh, heck of a move, Vallis, by the way. You do a little bit of research next time, okay? So I, I'm just saying, uh, in all due respect, uh, liberals, uh, and Sophony, I don't buy the tired thing. Come on. You're not too tired to stay up late to watch some show on Netflix. Yeah. You know? I mean, why does a political fight wear you out? I mean, I can understand if they're making personal attacks like they did on you, but just in general, if you're following it, you know what I mean, on the news or reading about the paper, why is it so exhausting? I, I, I Help me, Sophony. You you know liberals better than I do. Help me. Why are they so tired all the time? That is a good question, Ben. And when I find the answer, you'll have to have me back on your show. Oh, I'll have you back on anyway. Because <laughs> <laughs> I have, you know, I have, I have no, I have no idea. Like, like you said, uh, I, I think they live, eat, breathe, sleep. Like they don't quit. <laughs> and so we have to come back. Um, even tougher, but I don't know. I don't know the answer. All right, liberals. I think it's an iron deficiency in your diet. I think you need more liver. Okay. Eat more liver. All right. You know, Shannon doesn't even cook the liver. She just eats it raw. Just kidding, Shannon. (laughs) Oh my God. Awake Illinois. I don't know. I'm really trying to wake Illinois, but you got to change that name. You know, suddenly I, (laughs) I don't know. I think you're like a Lena Dunham group or something with Awake Illinois. It just sends you in a different direction. All right, uh, Asafani, anything else you want to say before I let you go? Uh, 
you know, uh, any points, last points you want to make, any websites you want to turn people onto, uh, the floor is yours. Awesome. Thanks, Ben, so much for the platform and the time. You guys can't see me, but I would like to share this shirt that I have on today. This shirt says, Angry Black Woman, except angry is crossed out and replaced with wise, educated, assertive, strong, bold, passionate, and courageous. And so that is all of who I am. And I show up like this every single day. I'll continue to fight this good fight, not only for myself, um, but for my ancestors and for my children and my children's children. So this will not be the end of, of me. So thank you right. so much for your time. You're welcome. And I, I did notice the shirt. I just couldn't see all the uh, the words, the adjectives uh, that came down under the under the, the crossed out angry. Uh, but yeah, that's the first thing they say. Well, she's just an angry black woman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we just thought he's just an old white guy, an old hippie, an old hippie in his attic. Uh, that's usually what they say about me, and it's kind of true. Um, all right, Asafi, thank you very much. I appreciate you taking the time to keep up the good work and keep fighting the fight. Don't get tired, eat liver, okay? <laughs> you know. Oh yeah. All right. Awesome. Thank you, Baron. Have a great day. All right, very good. That's Esophany Obed, and a uh, pleasure talking to her. I also want to thank uh, the man, the myth, the legend, Nate, for sitting in for Dr. D. And Dr. D is now a father, ladies and gentlemen. He's on paternity leave. Uh, so much love and good vibrations I'm sending out to you, Dr. D. And I also want to send out love and good vibrations uh, to uh, Frank, listener Frank, who's having an operation today. I'm just shooting him out, Frank. Man, you are such a good friend of this show. Even up leading to the operation, he's sending me text uh, from the hospital updates, Herschel Walker updates, MAGA updates from all over the country. God bless you, Frank. Hope you do well with your operation. Uh, so, uh, and again, thank you, uh, DJ Nate, for sitting in. Give yourself a raise. Take it out of petty cash. See you tomorrow, everybody. Bye.